0: Welcome to the Voice of the Humanities. Today we're going to be talking about external visibility and humanities programs and the value of raising your visibility in the community around your college or university. And this episode I'll focus on the asset, which is located in your community that is usually not leveraged very well and that's the public library partnership with the public library in your community can be beneficial equally these podcasts are brought to you by the very gracious folks at vectus consulting they specialize in raising the visibility of Humanities programs, increasing enrollment, retention, strengthening the humanities. So check them out if you're interested in their services. www.vectisconsulting.org. V E C T I S, Vectus. Today is external visibility. I've done a few podcasts on internal visibility and we'll move back and forth between internal and external but it's always nice to move on to a new category if we're going to be very aristotelian as you listen to these podcasts if you become a regular listener and you have an ear for philosophical foundations you'll find that i'm very aristotelian in my approach so external visibility it's not a mystery what that means at all again back to the siloing so a little larger view of silo siloing when i talked about internal visibility siloing was a real problem where departments get um in their own groove in their own area do their own thing and not reach out to other programs or they get in these silos inside the college and these silos can also have barriers to the community around the college. I think as years have gone by, colleges and universities have become more insular. They have become their own little city, their own little empire inside their walls, and the community connections have dropped off. I came from a liberal arts college that was 174 years old, and I took great pride in understanding and knowing the history of the college that I worked for, and it really did have very, very strong ties to the community. It was just part of the reason it was there. It was one of the core principles of the college being located in a small town in western Illinois was community outreach. And then as the idea of college and universities changed in the United States, McMurray College was brought into that realm too where you're more nationally or internationally based if possible the research became specialized of course like most academics do and there's nobody in the community that can really facilitate your kind of research or even conversations about your research and the internet email zoom lately certainly doesn't help our ability to reach out to people that are four or five blocks away personally, as opposed to somebody in London, Istanbul, Freetown that may be interested in the same subject you are or an expert. So external visibility has everything to do with community community development, which is something that your humanities programs should be concerned with anyway. That should be one of the pillars of the humanities is building communities and understanding the communities that are right around you know, the college or university. The college has a budget for this, certainly. They have strategic initiatives to connect with local entities. There's often strings attached to that, right? So often when these strategic initiatives are launched to make a connection with an entity in the community, it's because they have something that the college desires, which is either a, a service at a reduced rate, a free service or money. Money that's going to head back into the college at some time, some sort of support for that. Colleges need that to survive, but humanities departments can approach this in a much more humanitarian way, in a much more community Minded way and it benefits the community um, and it also will benefit the particular humanities program by raising their external visibility, raising the goodwill associated with that program in the. um, Community and an inflow of new students to that program can be possible by raising external visibility and the goodwill with the in the community surrounding the college or university that the humanities program is based in there are a number of free ways to do this which when i say free i mean there's no monetary cost attached to that these are time consuming and energy consuming and creatively they take some doing but these can pay great dividends in the end and doesn't require a lot of red tape to be cut at a college or university if these initiatives don't cost money. Eventually I'll do some podcasts about some things that cost some money to reinvest in the community, but we'll start with the free ones and move into the more complicated ones later. I want to talk about the underused asset in the community, which is probably actually located very close to your campus which is the public library. I was astonished at the lack of communication between the college as a whole and the public library in the city that my college was located in. The librarians at my college had very, very strong ties to the public library, and there was a channel of communication there, but it just seemed to be a road that not many other programs got on and engaged with the public library and once you made deep connections with the librarians at the college you found out that the public library had an awful lot to offer and was willing to form partnerships with programs for the mutual benefit of the program the college and the public library so building a relationship with a public library in your city, or if it's a large city, the branch that is located near your college or university is a very powerful strategy for raising the external visibility of your humanities program and surrounding your humanities program with goodwill. The public library has makes a deep Impact and has a very very large footprint in the community and those people Have lots and lots of connections the library the librarians that work there and if they have a positive View of your particular program There's nothing bad that can come from that only good fruit will come from that relationship being fostered and being cared for and being attended to by you. So starting this relationship with the public library, um, if it's possible, um, post COVID or in a COVID world that is um, changing for the better, face to face communication is always my um, suggested way of approaching this immediately. Go over to the library check out their resources have a conversation with the librarians introduce yourself introduce your program and you'll find that to be a very engaging and very good first stop on this process of cultivating a relationship between your humanities program and the public library in town i'm going to offer two first suggestions that a humanities program can do that will the public library i'm almost sure would be open to because we had a very strong relationship with the public library the philosophy program at mcmurray did and by doing these two things it really fostered goodwill in the community the first thing i want to talk about is starting a humanities film series The philosophy program at McMurray College can't take 100% credit for fostering this. It was actually started out of the history program and we jumped on board with it. But nevertheless, the uh, individual history of that in my background, this is a very good idea for a humanities program to start with a public library. People in the community love films, and they love hearing about films especially the backstory on films so what the public library did was started what's called a hum, um hum, humanities film project it was called a humanities film project you can name it anything you want obviously but that is a nice way to look at it because you can bring in more faculty members so if you're a very small program like we were it's not really that great to call it a philosophy film project at the public library or philosophy film night because it's just going to be me and maybe one or two others uh, adjuncts that might come in and do it if you're large program if you have 15 12 philosophers on staff 12 historians on staff it can be the history um, programs deal because you have a great number of faculty to draw from so you get where i'm going here it's all a matter of scale how many people you have and how much diversity you can bring to that film series that the public library will help you put on and what we did was we just picked popular films and as people in our humanities program had expertise in those areas we had them talk about the film for 20 minutes at a max Before the film started, we showed the film, and then we had questions and answer time afterwards that ran as long as it needed to. It is a significant time commitment because the film will run two hours, hour and a half. You have 20 minute introduction to the film and the question and answer period at times could take an hour. So it is a significant time commitment, but those nights that we spent at the public library showing these films and talking about those films, people in the community deeply appreciated the fact that they could learn more about some of these subjects that were well portrayed in films. I'm gonna give you the three films that I used in one academic year. So I did it three times. I think I did it um, twice in the fall and once in the spring. I showed the film um, Bonhoeffer, Agent of Grace. I have a lot of background and a lot of expertise in Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Lutheran theologian who died in 1945. And his life story is fascinating. So once the library advertised this film series and gave a blurb about the life of Bonhoeffer, People became very interested in Bonhoeffer who had not heard of him before, and anybody who had heard his story was already very interested in the Bonhoeffer story. So what I did was I gave about a 20-minute talk on things to look for in the film, some of the ideas and some of the theological um, motivations that Bonhoeffer had. Not necessarily his life story, because the film was going to tell that and nobody needed to um, hear that and see it. So I talked about things to look for in the film. We showed the film. It's a marvelous film. And then there was questions and answers um, from myself. And there were some pastors in the room that knew uh, some other things about Bonhoeffer that could help out. And it was just a wonderful evening. The second film that I showed was Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I taught for a very very long time in our core program and in that we showed home we read Homer's Odyssey and as you know Oh Brother Where Art Where Art Oh Brother Where Art Thou by the Coen brothers is a retelling of Homer's Odyssey. So I in 20 minutes I gave all of these um, very short Readings from the Odyssey connected it to parts of the film in chronological order as the audience would see them. Again, a deeply engaging, fascinating night. And then on opening night, opening day of baseball, 2016 um, opening day, we showed the film 42. And I talked about the life of Jackie Robinson. But I didn't tell Jackie Robinson's story. I told some parts of the story that usually aren't heard. And I talked about the idea of systematic racism, and I talked about the idea of social and natural constructs and to look for these were social barriers that were keeping Jackie Robinson out of the game and not natural barriers that were keeping him out. So it was a fantastic night uh, that we had at the public library hosting a humanities film series. I suggest that you take that up and do that if you want to raise the external visibility of your program and create goodwill the second suggestion i'll give you is very straightforward and one that we've all done many times at least as a member if not a leader and that's a book club they, it seems a little worn out sometimes but it is something that people absolutely love if it's done the right way and the public library can make it go the right way if you make it a community event if you pick a text And you bring in um, some speakers and maybe even record those speakers so they're available uh, to download so people can either listen to them like a podcast now or see them as a recorded um, file on YouTube or something. It really helps move the book club along. The community that I live in now just did Lab Girl as a community read. They were able to get people to sponsor and give away books for people that couldn't afford them. The public library loaded up on copies of Lab Girl. And then they had a series of speakers warm up the public for Lab Girl, four or five speakers that you could download their talk. Again, keep it to 40 minutes, 45 minutes, uh, video record their talk or podcast. And then the group reads it together and reflects upon what these speakers said. If that's sponsored by the history program, by the philosophy program, by the religion program, by the art program, that is a very powerful thing to do for the community and creates enormous goodwill around your program. I thank you for your time today, and we thank Vectus Consulting for sponsoring these podcasts vectusconsulting.org thank you